This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Good Risings. I'm Brian, and this is Grateful Grains. Happy Monday. As you may recall, Jackie is taking the next few weeks off to spend time with her new baby boy, so I'll be flying solo for a bit, but don't fret, she will return. You may recall last week we talked a little bit about what it is to be human. This week, we're digging a little bit further into the human experience by examining our impact on one another we're looking at what it means to be equal. On Friday, we spoke briefly about the concept of power within the context of the human experience. We explored the idea that all people have the power to dictate how their life unfolds within the context of their environment. No matter whether we're in North Korea or China or Europe or the United States, human beings have free will. Our decisions, how far we're willing to go, what we're willing to do, what we're willing to sacrifice can only be influenced by a government or system or societal norm, but never controlled. Again, it requires more courage to do minor things from one environment to the next. Stricter laws, harsher punishment, more extreme reactions will all deter an individual from action. But how does this concept of free will interact with the idea of equality? Equality is a precise concept. No matter how we try to politicize it, there is no gray area. Equal is equal. When it comes to the exercising of free will, equal would mean that all people, regardless of their gender, their age, their race, their sexual orientation, would be subject to the same standards. They'd have the same access, the same opportunities, governed by the same laws, subject to the same punishments, and the same societal norms or demands we'd all be standing on an even playing field. That is the definition of equal. The question, of course, becomes, is that even possible? A person with renowned beauty inevitably finds less resistance in the everyday world than one who's less physically remarkable. The same can be said for someone who's born into a wealthy family or someone who's born with undeniable talent. These kinds of born advantages begin from the very heights of society and dwindle down through the most ostracized of populations. Even communist countries have a ruling body, thus social hierarchy, omitting the possibility of a completely homogenous population, natural disparities will always exist. And of course, time changes everything, as does location. For example, being openly gay in America in 1970 is not the same experience as being openly gay in America in 2022. And it is certainly not the same experience as being openly gay in Saudi Arabia. But that's a testament to the value of working toward equality. In working toward the most achievable form of equality, we have to ensure that the natural social advantages one may have over the other, even if that natural social advantage is simply being a member of the majority, are not then reflected in law. It's from those legal discrepancies and the biased prosecution of those laws that oppression stems. But real change has to happen both socially and legally. 
One is on paper and one is in the hearts of the people. Oftentimes, one is outpacing the other. What we know for certain is, partiality is the antithesis of equality. Systems that create preference on either side innately cause disparity on the other. It will always cause the opposite reaction socially, and the pendulum will continue to sway. There are so many counterproductive arguments echoing throughout entertainment and media these days, which only cause further divide. It's just one flaw in our two-party system. We identify with aspects of a certain party, but we're forced to side with the entirety of their choices or none at all. We have to embrace the extremes of a conservative or liberal ideology to get their more moderate solutions or protections too. In the meantime, we're ostracizing the other. We're labeling them morally corrupt because of their extremes. All the while, we don't realize that we ourselves have become radicalized too. Media exacerbates this divide, driving villainous narratives and engaging in fear-mongering for viewership. All the while, we're tossing logic out the window. We can't force people to change. Hatred masked as morality runs deep on both sides of the fence. The evangelical Christians screaming damnation at gay pride parades are not converting anyone. They're pushing people further away from God. And so it is when we ostracize people with opposing views. The journey toward equality begins with finding common ground again. It starts in private conversations, in everyday life. We have to learn to engage respectfully with people that we disagree with, with the intention of understanding them. It's being open to understanding old issues in new ways and asking that other people do the same and meet us halfway. We have to acknowledge the humanity in others. The light in me honors the light in you. As we lean into what unites us rather than what divides us, we inevitably begin to move toward a more tolerant mindset. And tolerant mindsets eventually become mindsets capable of embracing differences. In the meantime, the very minimum that we should be able to expect of our government, of our communities, and of one another, is that we facilitate a physically safe environment for everyone, regardless of our differences. Thanks so much for joining us here on Grateful Grains. You can find us on Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. We'll be back again tomorrow for day two of our week on Being Equal. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.